2: Good evening for you. Um, but Pats Nation, your fans have, have stuck with you through thick, thick and thin. Um, social media is just
3: pretty, they still love you. Do you have any message for the fans who have, are so, so supportive of you
1: and the team? Yeah, we appreciate our fans. Um, I wouldn't say it's been all that thin around here personally.
3: Maybe you feel differently, but I, I haven't heard too many fans say that. So. The infamous line heard round Hats Nation and beyond after the crushing defeat in January 2020 in the AFC wildcard game. Tom Brady's last game as a member of the New England Patriots as uttered by Bill Belichick. I wouldn't say it's been all that thin around here. You didn't see that one on many T-shirts being sold uh, across the street in front of Rodman or wherever people buy their off-brand merchandise, Andy, did you, huh? No,
4: and um, I think some people are starting to wonder if it's getting a little thin around here.
3: (laughs) And that's exactly why we bring that up as we continue the conversation. This is our number two on a beautiful, sunny summer Sunday on WEI of the Fitzy and Hart program. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Uh, I want to get to the Dana White audio that we got from last night, but a couple holdover calls that I want to clean up right now. Uh, Steve's on the Cape. He has a positive spin, or so he says, on this Patriots team. Hello, Steve. How are you? Where are you at?
5: Hey, guys. How you doing?
3: Doing well today, my friend. Super.
5: Um, listen, I'm feeling good, and I, I want to echo something that one of the previous callers says. I I grew up in the 80s and 90s, well, you know, and – was a big fan of the Patriots growing up, and when Bledsoe when they drafted Bledsoe it was like the big deal, and I thought there wouldn't be anything better than watching Bledsoe throw a touchdown pass to Terry Glenn, right? And and then all the then then all of this history happened, and all of this amazing stuff. And I guess the point I wanted to kind of bring up to you guys in this conversation, not to just defend this organization or or defend the coach because I think there's definitely some stuff that you can point to and be like, what, what is this? But I mean, wasn't it like really difficult to figure out what to do here with Brady in the final years? I mean, wasn't it impossible to know that he was going to have this much left in the tank when no one had ever played this well at this age ever in the history of the NFL? And no, what, for me, we'll as a, okay. well, just last point, just for yeah. me as a Patriots fan, like, I don't know, like, wasn't there a part of it that was really fun when he went to the, the Bucks and won a Super Bowl? If, if from my point of view, it was just, I had a blast watching that team win the Super Bowl, like, and we're moving on here. And then for Mac Jones to fall to 15, there's definitely a lot to be excited about with this team and it's just I don't see how it was a black and white thing like they did something totally wrong I just think it. that's my question what like what could they have done differently here to sign him to a hundred million dollar contract at that age not knowing really what was going to happen
4: well no it was it was a two-year 50 million dollar contract he wanted the Drew Brees contract and they wouldn't give it to him without okay. jumping through hoops and tweaking it and, and messing with it. It was a, a multi-year. Your your larger question is 100% accurate. It was a tough situation. It was unprecedented where he was going and how he is still playing. Now, I would argue they should have the best information on that, knowing him better than anybody, sure. seeing him day in, day out, everything he's doing physically, mentally, investment um. So yeah, but uh, the the short answer is they could have kept him. Err on the side of keeping him, right? Err on the side of keeping your yeah. franchise legend too long and regretting it rather yeah. than watching yeah. him succeed elsewhere.
5: Yeah, and it was it was like Belichick's philosophy of getting out early on guys that paid off for a number of years and then just maybe came back to bite him. Is that your point?
4: Correct, yes. No, he was a year-too-early kind of guy, and in the end, that mentality probably screwed him on this one, although I still firmly believe, as I said in the first hour, they would have faded and failed potentially together had Brady stayed because of the roster around Brady, and he landed in the perfect place with the perfect talent. I would also push back a little. I'm not sure how many Patriots fans truly loved seeing Brady win elsewhere. Those are Brady fans, and it's great to see your guy, but um, I'm not sure you will want to see your ex-wife dating.
5: I agree. I think that it was super polarizing for the fan yes. base. And yes. I know for sure in the face, the Facebook spheres or the social media fears, like it, it was crazy. I mean, I have this one guy who was like a to- an old friend who went all Brady and it became super antagonistic and friendships were like <laughs> lost. And it was like, <laughs> you know, if you, if it was, I think it was that polarizing for people of, of a Brady camp, pats camp and uh, for me personally i never quite looked at it that way and i will say just going into this year with all the question marks like i am here for this year two of mac jones i think if you're gonna if you want to ask me what i'm most nervous about it's sort of who's running the offense question mark but if that just means they're gonna they're gonna let mac go here if if they're gonna give him more agency and like I don't know, like all those images of him with these, the group, the wide receiver groups in Florida and they're all like hanging out together and posting videos. Like, I like this. I like, let's see what Matt can do here year two. And I'm not, I don't know about the expectations and the other perspective I just want to bring up here. It's like, you know what, everybody, Mm -hmm. what if you were a Lions fan and you're going into this year and like, you're just hoping to have a winning record with Jared Goff. What if you're God bless him? What if, What if you're a Jets fan? Like I don't, I don't know
0: if I wouldn't wish that that on my worst enemy.
5: (laughs) I just don't know if there's that much for us to complain about. Like having landed Mac Jones with the 15th pick, and now he's going into year two, and there's a lot to be excited about just with that.
3: Yes, Steve, There's a, there's. Uh, you gave us a lot to work with there. Thanks it's for the an call. Excellent call, Steve. I always, like I always say, Andy, the people on the Cape, these are my people. When you say you people, I say yes, us, Cape people. We're good people, and we have a lot to offer. Great perspective and a very thoughtful call, Steve. I'll just say this as we have to get to trending and pay some bills in a moment. Personally, I continue to hate to admit this, but I hated watching Tom Brady win a Super Bowl in another uniform. I did. I never Mm -hmm. wanted to see him play a down or a game in another uniform. He was our guy. We set our tables. We had holidays and parties. And our lives revolve around everything he did, and especially the playoffs and the championships and the Super Bowls and the parades. That was our guy. We defined ourselves by Tom Brady for two decades. And I wanted to continue to, no matter how well they played, no matter the ups, the downs, the failures, the losses, the defeats, the weird outfits, the Space Pills, the Guerreros, the Giselles, all of it. We embraced and accepted all of the weirdness and the change and the bizarreness because Brady did so much for us, more than anyone in New England not named Kennedy or Adams in centuries. I mean, he's maybe outside of Bill Russell, we'll say. Uh, he truly is, was just a remarkable, as someone said earlier, a unicorn that you may never see again in Boston sports or at least in football. And it was a very melancholy experience for me, divorcing myself of any professional responsibilities, just as a football fan, watching Tom Brady throw two touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski in another uniform and win a Super Bowl. I did not in any way, shape, or form enjoy that. I remember after the Super Bowl going on the air the next day with Dale and Keefe and then sitting down to write a long piece about what a melancholy experience it was for me. Like, I was happy for him because I love seeing joy on the face of the man who brought so much joy to us for 20 years. But at the same time, I didn't want to see him do it for someone else. I wanted to see him continue doing it for us. And the fact that he was able to do it so effectively and so poignantly and so proudly, uh, making signature plays like that touchdown to Scotty Miller against Green Bay, like, hey, he's supposed to be doing that for us, not for somebody else. That's what drives as Caller said earlier, like, oh, your takes on Brady have been embarrassing. Like, because I don't know how, to, I almost still don't know how to feel about it. And I think a lot of people don't as well, which has turned today's show, and uh, Andy, into an odd therapy session. But, hey, you, you know, you go where the calls, the emotions, and the news take you, as, as weird as the experience may be, right? Indeed, indeed. These are
4: our people, and our people are uh, not in a good place right now. They're not in a good spot.
3: But maybe we'll try to get him into a good place because, like Steve from the Cape said, there is a lot to like about Mac Jones. There's a lot to be excited about. It's just that the Kendrick Bourne news and the Taekwondo Thornton news has kind of derailed a little bit of that preseason anticipation or fan anticipation, as I like to call it. 617 779 7937 is the phone number. The phones are still lit up. The Dana White audio on the other side, your reactions to that and more. But here's what's trending.
1: Fresh and Keith, weekdays 10 to
3: 2. Now, here's what's trending
4: on WEEI.
3: Here's what's trending now on WEEI and WEI.com. Sox beat the O's last night, 4 to 3, yet continue to remain five games back in the American League for the final wildcard spot thanks to a Rays victory. Oh, but if the Red Sox had actually just gotten their act together the past two months, Andy, because the Yankees are in for fall, losing yeah, Boone is slamming last the desk.
4: 19. Do you see that? Having he's having like meltdowns on the post game podium,
3: smashing uh, the, the opportunity
4: is right in front of us.
3: Screaming it's right here. Yeah, I am who I thought I is, and we let him off the hook or whatever I'm supposed to say. Yeah, he's
4: he a man it. in turmoil. Imagine how he'd be if he was uh, managing the last place team.
3: <laughs> Imagine if he was coaching the Patriots, <laughs> right? Or taking calls on W E E I about Tom Brady <laughs> on a Sunday. I'm a man. I'm 40. Come after me. I mean, he was he was losing it. Garrett Cole, did you see him punching the dugout yes. roof?
4: Yeah, they're not in a good spot right now, those Yankees. Well, they're in a good spot. but
3: Who's in a worse spot right now, the New York Yankees <laughs> or fans of Tom Brady and the Patriots?
6: 6-1-7.
3: <laughs> Last night, Arroyo carried the bats with three hits and a ribeye. Doogie continues his heater. He had a pair of hits and a ribeye. Kike Hernandez, welcome back. How nice it was to see that two-run ding-dong in the six that helped power them to the 4-3 victory. They got a little closer than it needed to. Five and two-thirds scoreless from Michael Waka, who continues to have a phenomenal season when healthy for the Red Sox. Sox wrap up their three-game series with the Orioles tonight. First pitch is set for 7-10 because they're playing it in, uh, was that, Williamstown, Pennsylvania. Williamsport. Little, Williamsport. little League World Series.
4: They're getting off the plane. I've seen some uh, images off Twitter. They're uh, mingling with the Middleborough uh, baseball team the the representative from New England, which was unfortunately eliminated last night, but they 're getting a uh, you know lifelong memory mingling with the Red Sox as they get off their plane for today 's game
3: it 's a beautiful thing hopefully uh, hopefully the sox will have a an exciting game for the fans tonight. Maybe they can still start that drive. We'll get into the Sox later. And if you can actually emotionally commit to this team, considering what an up-and-down season it's been, you can also catch the pregame show with Brad Foe, Rob Bradford, at 6 p.m. right here on the Shaw's and Star Market WEI. Red Sox Network first pitch is set for 7-10. Patriots news. Taekwon Thornton, rookie wide receiver out of Baylor, second-round pick, could miss anywhere from 6 to 10 weeks, 8 to 10 weeks, according to a report from Jeff Howe of The Athletic. Kendrick Bourne, we don't know what's going on with him as well. Hopefully he'll be held on to the wide receiver room, is in flux right now following the Patriots' 20-10 win Friday night in their preseason game against the Carolina Panthers. The Patriots, as I just heard from our buddy Mike Dussault from Patriots.com, set to take off for Las Vegas for a set of joint practices with the Raiders this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. And, of course, the final preseason game Friday night, 8.15 p.m. from Allegiant Field in Las Vegas. Revolution lost last night 4-0 to CF Montreal. They fall now to 8-10-8 on the season and have their next match set for August 28th. That's in a ways. Versus the LA Galaxy. And in the main event of UFC 278, a massive head kick in the fifth. A head kick heard round the world. The head kick that created the meme of Joe Rogan that will last months through the memeing sports calendar. Leon Edwards shocked the world with a TKO on Kamaru Usman to become the UFC welterweight champion. That's what's
0: trending now on WEEI
3: and WEEI.com.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today.
6: i want a bet i i'm the one I, I i worked to put that deal together for brady and gronk to come to the raiders and it was almost a done deal and at the last minute gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him and whoa, whoa. all hell broke loose man it, it was crazy and and, and Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk the year that the Bucs won the Super Bowl, except Gruden blew the deal up. And there's so much story that goes along with this behind the scenes, and I I, I was never going to tell that story till. Bronk just said it, but uh, and, yeah. And Dana let me that tell is you what exactly Brady was what not happening, and you just told the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: That's
6: already already good wow. 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 Breaking news! You have to accept me with the Bronx. John Gruden screwed up. <laughs> 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 Going to the well, right. Worked, worked out for football. the best, <laughs> and I'm glad <laughs> it did That's not gonna... go through. Really?
8: Yes, I am glad it did not. So you go said through, he was ready for that one to win the Super yes, Bowl? Yes. No, I mean, it, it all worked out for
3: the best, man. Okay. I'm glad we went to Tampa, man. It just worked out. I love that place. Wow. That was from the UFC watch along with the Gronks last night, UFC 278, which we thought would be remembered for the Joe Rogan reaction to the fifth round kick uh, that won the championship, for the uh, won the belt for the gentleman whose name I forgot momentarily, but you'll forgive me. Uh, that gentleman's name, of course, is Leon Edwards. But no, we are likely to remember UFC 278 for the Dana White story, the dish, the news dump that back in 2020, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady were going to be a package deal, a package pair. Tommy and Gronky were possibly going to, they were going to go to Las Vegas to join John Gruden, a man who lived for two decades with the frustration of Tom Brady and the tuck rule game, and he had an opportunity to reboot his organization. He would have had Gronk, and Darren Waller and had to have parted ways with Derek Carr and had Tom Brady, who knows what he would have been able to make of that team. He probably should have been dismissed for making that idiotic choice alone there, let alone everything else that he did, which unfortunately led to his ousting and his disgraceful fall from uh, his fall from grace rather, with the Las Vegas Raiders. What a team that could have been. He turns it down, which Andy, in turn, led all of us to do the math last night and realized that when Tom Brady was on the shop and said, you're going to go with that mother effer over me, we thought it was maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. It could have been any, Tua Tagovailoa, could have been any other number of quarterbacks. It turns out we think it was Derek Carr, and that's why John Gruden stuck with him, not Brady, putting more of a chip on his shoulder. So by the time he got to Tampa, he was extra, 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 extra pissed and motivated. He brings down Gronky They win a Super Bowl, and the rest is the frustrating history. We are left to parse over every day, including this beautiful late summer Sunday. I'm with Gronk, though. I I think it worked out for them, right?
4: Tampa was a much better place, was a much uh, more likely Super Bowl win. I don't know that they win the Super Bowl with the Raiders. Now, again, he's Tom Brady. More loaded
3: roster, for sure. AFC West was more competitive. He probably... He would have been out there with Mahomes, and uh, would have been uh, uh, Herbert's first year as well. Tampa was. Pro- we all said it, Andy. Nobody yes. ever like, "Oh, you guys are just you know bandwagon Brady Bobos saying that you know Tampa was perfect and he had a loaded roster." It was a loaded roster. They had a really good defense. That defense was excellent, and the that defense offense carried him to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady and Gronk brought him over the top.
4: Yeah, the defense carried him to the Super Bowl. That's what gets lost in the whole thing. Is that? Yeah, Brady doesn't win that Super Bowl without the Tampa Bay defense getting the job done. Both um, in the
3: Super Bowl and the three times they had to like Brady threw three picks in the second. half. When he half tried the to give the, G- the game to
4: Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers goes, No, I don't do that. I don't I don't come through in these situations. Your defense will make sure of that. Yeah. There, there there's a lot of details to that story. Um but this is fascinating. And and it is. I also find it fascinating that Dana White is the uh Deal maker, right? Like that. You know what? Mr. So number One involved. Super Patriot
3: celebrity fan who sits in the box with Robert Kraft all the time. Yep. So yep. N- d- now you wonder, like, Andy, do you wonder, before we even get to how well we think, or, or rather, how well or how not well we think this is sitting with Pats fans, or if at this point they've got the Brady fatigue, they hated the Tampa thing, the Miami situation, hearing that he was talking to them in Parcelsian fashion during the 2019 season, if that hasn't already pissed them off to a point where they just washed their hands of it entirely do you think that i mean it almost makes you wonder like did robert Kraft know about this like was he helping like how under wraps was this or how well known was this in nfl circles
4: uh it's a great question and the flip side of that is with mark davis like did he totally let gruden make the decision did he not have any say in this did he there's a lot of interesting layers to this Giselle and the family in Vegas instead of, you know, on the yachts and the boats of Tampa Bay. Um, but, you know, Dana Giselle White in says,
3: Tampa continues to be like, I mean, please.
8: Uh,
3: Giselle living in Tampa is, is not exactly the, is as nice as Clearwater and some of those other neighborhoods and resort bays might be. I mean, Giselle in Vegas would make a lot of sense. I mean, going full penthouse, she could have had, who knows, she could have put together her standing tour show she and brady could have just residency
1: been,
3: you know, yeah a nice little residency can right models there. do
4: she, residencies what do you do you just go up on stage and your underwear and spin around a couple times and then <laughs> and go just home. power walk to music
3: for a while <laughs> right maybe sing a I couple of songs works. in portuguese with her acoustic guitar would have been beautiful and also the long joke of course where do stars go to finish off their careers tom brady in the fat elvis suit out there with the raiders it would have been amazing it would I, I don't, don't know think why that wouldn't have hurt as much as going to tampa of all places
4: oh it would have hurt i think it would have hurt you know the tuck rule comes full circle that whole world the patriots and the raiders and the the 70s the whole yeah there'd be a Mm. lot of layers to that story good
3: point with those painful playoff losses when the pats should have won and then there was a matt millen socking sullivan right in the face coming off a lot of history a lot of
4: history in the conference he's in the afc title game you know, that he's always in the AFC title game, but now he's in it for a different team. At least it was in the NFC. There would It definitely would have been interesting. Now, I don't think... I think his chances, as we said, to win the Super Bowl and for this to be this glorious, perfect uh, first-year sans Patriots uh, would not have come to fruition. Um, but in some ways, it would have been sexier and more interesting, him going through Mahomes instead of through, you know, the, the skeleton of Drew Brees uh, in the NFC. Uh, it's interesting. Very, very interesting. And I just... I also love the... The Gronk part of it. Gronk wasn't a free agent, we need to all remember. Gronk was retired. He was traded to the Buccaneers. So would he have been auto- like, is Dana White talking to Bill Belichick about what it's going to get to trade Gronk to the Raiders? I'm fascinated he by ha- the Dana White has aspect to. of this. He
3: absolutely. Instead of, he had to have talked to Belichick. I think they must have a connection or be friends because he couldn't have just been trying to sell. Like, would Dana White have known that Brady and Gronk did, as Ken Laird has. Uh, uh, conspiratorially pointed out before. He always believed. He suspected that it was always a package deal between the two of them. So was did Dana White know they wanted to go someplace together for 2020 since it seemed Brady was done with playing for or singing for his supper in Foxborough? And so was he trying to sell Gruden and the Raiders on it first before he went back to Belichick? Or did he have Belichick's blessing to always try to get a mid-round pick like this is the stuff that twists the mind around in pretzel like formations that I can't even comprehend at this lunchtime hour. And then you
4: start to so Gronk, Darren Waller, Renfro's there. Right? That's the the, yeah. the, the sort it of thing. Would have been a hell of an of offense. offense. Dude, it would have been interesting because Renfro would have definitely looked the no offense, but white slot receiver part that Tom Brady had enjoyed for many years with, with Welker and Edelman and Amendola. Uh, and then two which great tight ends really
3: found in Tampa we thought it was going to right. be Scotty Miller a little bit was uh, Antonio Brown but it never fully developed but Renfro would have been Edelmanified or welkerfied in no time at all which is going to happen this year by the way now with McDaniels Yeah and that's the other aspect
4: of it it ends up a couple years later with McDaniels Brady's offensive guy replacing the holdover and the the part timer after Gruden and all of that uh I I keep going back to Dana White's role in this whole thing and you're right Dana White for all I know well first of all Robert Kraft is a investor part owner whatever in UFC correct I'm not that that that's that's accurate I, I can't I say that.
3: with any certainty but I will speculate to a degree where I say I think so and it wouldn't yeah. surprise me given the 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 many holdings that Robert Kraft has beyond yeah. just the patriots and in the pretty Kraft sure kind of
4: they are business, business associates so now dana white is tied into ufc the raiders robert Kraft, bill belichick he's calling hey bill what would it take to to bring gronk to the raiders because brady's thinking about like this is very interesting i need a 30 for 30 on this whole dana white's role in tom brady going to the raiders and then <laughs> gruden blowing it up late so typical of gruden he has never never had any stability at quarterback he was always looking for the next one or not happy with the one he had you know maybe since he had gannon gannon when gannon i think gannon won the mvp that year when they ended up losing to the patriots in the Snow Bowl. but after that he's just never been ever even with bringing mariota to the raiders i think he was unhappy just in case with with car and he didn't want tom brady wow put that on your uh gravestone i didn't want tom brady <laughs>
3: Uh, Kurt Warner was the 2001 MVP.
4: Oh, so Gannon didn't win the MVP.
3: Okay. No, actually, it was Kurt. It he had a really maybe, good uh, year. Maybe he was the 2002 MVP. I'll check on that right now as we line up the calls. It was 2002, the next season, when they went and okay. got their doors blown off by Gruden and the Buccaneers with quarterback Brad Johnson. Again, Andy, let's revisit before I take the calls, and they are loaded. The call line is jammed like 93 North at 7.05 a.m. on a Monday in the middle of October. It's unbelievable. And here's what it is. People don't know how to feel about this team right now. There is a lack of buzz. They're frustrated with the injuries, the wide receiver room. They know they want Mac to cook, but is he going to be able to? You talk about Tom Brady, the frustrations over the departure. Now this Dana White revelation and hell, if he's left the Tampa team to go be on the mass Singer. Phones are absolutely full. Give me it's Matt in Island, line three. Matt, what do you got, buddy? How's it
2: going? Yeah, hey yeah, I love that show, The Masked Singer. It's
3: awesome. Oh, it's the um, right. anyway, I never miss an episode, or rather, I never watch an episode. <laughs>
2: no, it's, it's fantastic. How could you not be able to guess who's singing from behind this um, costume? Great concept. Anyway, no, Dana White, I I, would totally, I I heard that last night, and I 100% believe Dana White. He is just a baller. He's got hands in a lot of things, and Wow. So let me just bring that as a segue. So so, so so, say we did get over Tom Brady leaving, okay, and we're dealing in the present moment. And and, and Bill Belichick's doing what's best for the team. So how is, it, how is it best for the team, bringing back a coach who, when he was here in 19, if you, both of you guys remember, when, when a certain receiver, I, I think it was Julian Edelman, told Joe Judge, you don't know what the F you're doing. You guys remember that? I remember this story, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so he goes, he's a complete failure in, in, in New York. Um, last, last year he, he fired Jason Garrett. So he was headed up the offense in the last game of their year. He's doing QB sneaks in a useless game. And so he brings him back to have an influence on on our second year quarterback. Yep. And that's what's best for the team. That's yep. what's best for the team. Not, not to bring in an innovative mind where the NFL is going in the offensive direction. You bring this guy who's if he wasn't doing this, would probably be selling vacuum cleaners door-to-door um, someplace. That's a it, people that, still do that, sidebar. Luxury. Do people That's still go luxury. door-to-door? Oh, yeah, selling Electrolux that. or well, something, he would, be, there? he would be showing up at someone's house saying, I want to be as transparent as possible. This is not coach speak. Yeah, all this
3: hey, these other nonsense. These She's things do thought. what I do as a coach. They suck. suck. But hey, please, take he's my an card. expert on sucking. Who would you rather buy a vacuum from? <laughs> I love that we all race no, to the same my... joke. No, but Matt, I did. I want. I just want to yes, and you on this one for a second. You can get to your next point. I did ask. I yeah. think I asked Fourier a little while ago when I was uh, in on the MFM show. Like, let's say Matt, Patricia, and Joe Judge were not bra- brought back into the fold while they're still, I guess, collecting checks, uh, severance package checks, if you will. Um, or contractually obligated checks and payment from the New York Football Giants and the Detroit Lions, respectively. Would either of them be employed in the NFL if they weren't brought back into the Fox Foxborough fold?
2: Well, just to, just to make a point to you guys and everyone else, I'm not a complete jerk on this. Like, I think Matt Patricia actually does bring some value it. I think he, too. I think he's actually seems to be, you know, like trying to grow as a coach and and in a, a person. I know he's he's had you know, very success, but I really do believe, like, I'm not saying he should be heading up the offense, but you know, um, I don't see him in the same light as Joe judge. I just see my whole point to the call is how is that doing what's best for the team? And how is that doing what's best for, for, for max? I, I you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I think it's, I think it's very fraudulent. So if they are going to call Brady a fraud, which I'm not saying he's not, I, you know, he's one of my favorite athletes of all time. Then you got to put, you got to put the coach who I'm not coaching. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not the best coach of all time. I'm just saying he's as fraudulent as all these other people are. But he's thanks always
4: guys. done it, right? He's always stuck to yeah, his inner circle. Thanks for the circle. call, Matt. Appreciate That's you, what man. I would argue is just the consistency. Is Bill has always stuck to his inner circle. He believes that um, his guys, his world, continuity, consistency, whatever you think those people bring, he believes in that. He doesn't believe in Matt bringing in. Outside experts, people have called for it over the years. Bring in a defensive coordinator who didn't, you know, just you know, come up through you and will hold is beholden to you all the time. Bring in an offensive coach. Don't just, you know, rekindle all your coaches. But that's what he's always done. He's been very consistent with that for the most part, save for a few deviations. So um, you don't trust his decision making, and that's fine. I think there's reason to question it. I would also say, I think both. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge have proven those themselves capable coaches in the roles where they became experts. They then failed as head coaches, and now they're in roles where they have no experience. But I think if you said Joe Judge is running the special teams and Matt Patricia's running or consulting on defense, I think that's a good thing because I think they've both proven themselves in those areas, not the ones they're in now.
3: Yeah, I got a lot of friends who also agree that people complaining excessively about Matt Patricia shows – That sort of like spoiled, entitled town, petulant intolerance, and that everyone having bad vibes or feelings for him just because he flamed out in Detroit and or they had a poor defensive showing in Super Bowl 52 shows that you don't appreciate the fact that he does have a good football mind. Maybe Mm -hmm. he hasn't been the success away from Belichick, almost trying to be a Belichick clone or disciple, but at the same time like come on let's actually sit up and show a little respect for the process if you know what i mean Andy. like the guy does know football and he can add value i doesn't mean that i would have necessarily chosen him as the next play caller for the patriots and i don't know and we've tried to divine as much and you wrote about it today on com in the sunday seven column it's tough to figure out if he is just this year's play caller or if they're grooming joe judge what the hell happened to nick cayley and apparently now he won't sign a contract extension and wasn't he supposed to be the next guy or so you thought and did you put the curse on him by saying he would be just like you put the curse on john new smith last year i Mm. don't know again more foxborough frustrations come up around every corner i gotta pay the bills when i come back kevin nick danny rick go nowhere the calls are lit up it's your time here on fitzy and Hart on weei
4: love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places
8: Dana, I was just wondering uh, the uh, Gronks, the uh, Gronk telecast the, uh, what they did was pretty interesting I know that uh, it's, it's probably more a Vegas question than anything else but what you revealed with, with Derek Carr and Gronk wanting to play for the, uh, for the Raiders at least it was close can you kind of talk about that a little bit?
6: I didn't want to talk about that, no but uh, he sort of sucked me into it on live TV um, yeah, it's true you know, I talked Brady into playing for the Raiders, and uh, Gronk was coming with him, and they were negotiating the deal, and they were really close to getting it done, and then Gruden pulled the deal, and Brady was not happy about it. Neither was I, and um, yeah, and that's that. He went to the Buccaneers and won the Super Bowl. I don't know f- box there. I wanted Brady at uh, the, you know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy, but yeah. It's true, and I thought that I would never tell that story publicly. But uh, what the hell, Gronk was doing tonight that he that he brought that up. But uh, yeah, wow!
3: You could say adding context to the story, or you could say adding fuel to the fire. That's UFC president Dana White commenting on the fact that he had that massive news drop last night. The story he revealed on the UFC Gronk watch-along saying that he helped broker a deal to bring Gronk and Brady to the Raiders in 2020. And John Gruden, kind of like his career later with those revealed emails, blew it up and it never actually happened. This is the Fitzy and Heart Show on WEI. You can call us at 617-779-7937. Halfway there, we're with you till 3 today. Don't forget Red Sox tonight at 710. Brad Foe, got your pregame show at 6 o'clock. And if you're listening and you may drop out a signal, if you're moving around or whatever, make sure you uh, download the Odyssey app to listen to us. You can use that to rewind on the show, get podcasts uh, like the Six Rings podcast, which we host, the Dork Podcast, podcasts of every hour of the show. You can subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more as well. That, I, he literally he just said he brokered the deal, Andy. Like He was talking with, like he was, being, he was doing Don Yee's work He was like, like as a Vegas entrepreneur owning UFC, wanting to see the entertainment capital or the grotesquerie or bachelor party capital, the gambling capital, whatever you want to call it of the world. He was brokering this mega deal. And then everyone was pissed when John grew. Can you imagine that would blew it up? That's it's still I mean, nothing surprises me really anymore. I guess post Brady departure, but at the same time and pandemic. But damn, that's a this is this is huge. I'd so, also like to thank him for the for to thank the Gronks for joyfully and ridiculously bringing that out because it gave us something meaty to talk about on a Sunday. But damn, that is something.
4: So I was doing a little research during the break. And yes, um, according to reports, when the UFC was sold for four billion dollars, the Kraft Group is part of the uh, investment arm that purchased UFC. So oh, the, about that? there is a financial uh, connection between Robert Kraft, the Kraft family and UFC. We mentioned Dana White, a Boston guy, a Patriots fan. And while Googling it, I found he's actually kind of talked about this before. And, and Robert was mad at him. And he talked about how he he actually did a live FaceTime or something and said, Tom, you should come to Vegas. He was trying to lure Brady to Vegas. So while it was a funny ha-ha thing back then and i'm reading a report from 2022 july looking back on uh 2020 um this was a little bit out there but we didn't know just how serious it was that that dana white was actually brokering the deal and there was sort of a a deal in place until gruden blew it up but yeah robert Kraft wasn't happy at the time and i can't imagine he's any happier now that this is out there that his business partner a new england guy was helping steal tom brady from boston
3: No, that can't be in any way, shape, or form something that puts a smile on Mr. Kraft's face on a beautiful late summer Sunday as well. Ooh, we'll be diving into this one. You thought we were just going to talk about the Taekwondo Thornton injury. You thought we were going to talk about the play calling triumvirate and what's going on with the 2022 Patriots. And if we're maybe underrating this defense as we approach cutting down the roster to 80 this week and then 53 next week, uh uh-uh. We got so much more to dive into. Uh, you know what? Why not? I actually just kind of want to hear the way he takes Brady to the laundromat on this one, Danny. How are you, Danny?
7: Well, you, you kept saying you had full lines and you want to—you want to take calls. I've been on hold for fifty freaking minutes. So I you, apologize, line. sir. You we've had a lot calls. of calls, and I've had some. We got full lines. You, you, don't t- you guys keep bloviating. Take the freaking calls, anyways. I, I don't bloviate. Nick, I, I called him to actually defend you. The guy that called up earlier and said you were embarrassing, the only embarrassing part of any call today was that guy's call, calling another grown adult who plays football for a living a unicorn. That's embarrassing, okay? And he went after the wrong guy. He should have gone after Andy because Andy's the only what? media person that is, has ripped into Tom Brady, called him a phony, a fraud, and called his following a cult. So he went after mm-hmm. the wrong guy. I stand yeah, by it. You kind of kissed Brady's shot uh, here and there. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of split it down the middle. You know what I mean? So I anyway, have... and Andy just stood back. And Andy, you stood back. You, you didn't challenge the guy at all, Andy. Why not?
4: I challenged him on the roster. I was too busy enjoying that he challenge took a shot him at Fitz. on Tom
7: it. Brady. What, you know, what, story... what about
4: Brady? What do you want me to challenge him on? He changed. Oh, no, did, did, I said he?
7: He was part of the cult. You labeled that I know. person a cult person. Yep, he's right? absolutely a member of the yeah. cult.
4: Yes, I, I yeah, firmly agree. He's a
7: agree that. Of the cult. We, I would have been. It would just would have been nice to hear you call him that. Okay.
4: okay. This I try not Brady. to interrupt callers.
7: Okay. Well, back. How about a back and forth? Right. <laughs> I'm just okay. kidding. How about a back and forth? All right, because I'm willing to do that. Anyway. Okay. What do you got? You know, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, the the Brady story that got the, the whole Miami thing, the campering shot. Boy, that story got buried quick. Huh? Any bad stories about Brady gets buried in a heartbeat. He made Teflon the top Tom. ten list, by the way. Go ahead.
8: Teflon What's Tom.
4: That? I don't understand how Tom Brady is involved in three of the biggest scandals in the modern football world over the last twenty years, and no one cares. No one ever says no anything about okay,
7: it. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. And and he, he made the. <laughs> I think he made he made the top ten list on on uh, celebrities. Worth almost a billion dollars, who took actually COVID money to, to uh, fund their businesses during COVID? TB, you know, yeah. I, it was a top ten celebrity list, and he was on the list. I could just see him. He, I could just see him uh, picture him and the wife on the kitchen table applying to the government for money to fund his friggin' stupid business. What a fraud this guy is! And as far as the, as far as that Tennessee game, I heard you mention the Tennessee game earlier, Nick. Right? Yes, sir. You know, don't forget the defense only gave up fourteen points in that game. Brady had the ball first and goal at the one yard line with that genius uh uh that you like to call him, uh I forget his name, McDaniels, and they come out of two timeouts and they had to settle for a field goal. So you want to talk, and then he throws a package to Logan uh, Ryan, the gift rappers, stick the middle finger up, all the Patriots fans. That's that's Tom Brady. Belichick got rid of him for one reason. 'Cause he knew this guy was becoming a freaking headache. He saw it, he would I me and him were ahead of the curve on Brady. This guy wakes up in the morning, puts his finger up in the air, and decides what he's gonna do for the rest of his career. Doesn't matter who he leaves in his wake, who what team he destroys, what coaches he wants to get fired or try to get fired, this guy is the biggest freaking phony fraud in the history of professional sports. I, I don't even mind that. I just wish he would own it. Own what you freaking preach. You fraud, Tom Brady. Own it. Be proud of it. Instead, you try to hide who you are. You are against people who say, oh, you don't let people's opinions get you. It's a bad karma. You get dragged into it. This guy gets affected by everything everybody says. Unfortunately, the enabling media, especially the cult in this town, lets him get away with everything, so he keeps doing it. I am so glad this freaking guy is trying to get exposed. But nobody wants to. Andy, sorry, brother. (laughs) Don't (laughs) worry.
3: I'll be out there in a couple hours. Enjoy. So will I. I'll be in the water as well, Andy. Hopefully not dragged into the deep by the Dan Campbells or the Dannys from Quincy as well. I'm sorry I made you wait so long, but boy, did you cue up your call and did you load the chamber in the interim? I know Danny's going to have a more pleasant Sunday and a better swim now that he got that off of his chest. That right there, folks. Is how you do sports talk radio caller. If you are going to be a P one and you are going to hold for a while, as we quote, <clears throat> bloviate, You know, we are the host of the show, so we have to render and uh, uh, shall we say, disperse our opinions first as well, and then you know we try to integrate some sound and some news and some social media. There is a lot of going on, a lot of, a lot of juggling chainsaws, a lot of plates on the stovetop, Andy. But if you are gonna, if you got some passion and you want to, you want to uh, share your opinion. That's the way to do it. So I'm glad, uh, I'm glad Danny got that off of his chest. Actually, I was suppressing laughter through the majority of the call. And I don't disagree with a lot of it, which is why I continue to be in what a lot of Patriots fans are, the emotional Brady pretzel. Two hours down, two to go, so many more calls, more audio. We'll break down the roster of the Patriots. We'll give you our risers, our climbers, our fallers, and our failures. We'll play in and out, maybe a couple opinions on the Sox, the Celtics, Deshaun Watson. It's all on the table here in the back half, the back nine of Fitzy and Hard on EEI coming at you.